Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Thanks for having me, Who They Want Productions. And welcome to the Who They Want Podcast Show. This is the Who They Want crew. You already know Big Dog, Jay Taddy, Queen Leo, and Tetra. And we got a special guest coming to the show, a philosopher of many topics, many subjects, here to share a little knowledge. And today's topic is uplifting and supporting the community for the Blacks. And we're going to roll with that, ladies and gentlemen. So let our show begin. So... How everybody's doing? How everybody day been going? Well, thank you for asking. You know, big dog here. I'm good. I'm all right, you know, holding it down. Represent for the team. Blessed. Blessed. By the way, people, our guest name for this episode will be Big Coop. Trev, however he's announced during the making of this broadcast. Okay, cool. So, are you um are you a entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm currently an entrepreneur. I I do a few things. Legitimately. Okay. And what are those that you do? Uh, so currently, um, well, I, I'm. I do a few things. So I, I currently remodel. Um, I purchase and like flip homes. Um, I do uh, currently a. I work with my wife. Um, she is a mental health therapist. So we we have a um, we have a a practice and. Currently, we, we have a few things going on in that space. Um, also, I'm a father. Um, I'm currently cooking as well. So I'm trying to, you know, get some things going in that space, uh, especially with this pandemic and everything. I'm, I'm trying to create a shift, create some self-independence. Um, and I am done with corporate America. So, okay. Yeah. So tell everybody out there in Portland how many kids that you have. Uh, currently, I have six, and I have one on the way. Um, I, me and my wife, uh, we had our first child together. Um, I have a child that I had in college, and we have one on the way. And then the rest of our kids are adopted. Um, you know, we just kind of, when there's a problem, people seem to find them the best solution and they find us. So we just take them in, you know? Everybody needs a family, right? 
Okay. So, um, what what started you flipping houses? Like, how did you get into that? I'm so sorry, both of you guys were. Um... Central, hold on for a minute. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do Tetra like that. Tetra don't really take the lead sometimes. Let her get a question there. My, my fault. Tetra, do your thing. No, it wasn't a question. I said just call y'all the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I, I think um, in our community, a lot of times it's frowned upon uh, mm -hmm. to have children. But, you know, in the Bible it said to um, be fruitful and multiply. And oh, even yeah. if it's not by blood, you know, we still have the principle that you know, family is key. So that we can give these kids a base, uh, just kind of have ethics and morals and be able to grow up and be successful and push them to those HBCUs, then, you know, we can kind of make a few better people and less people having to go sit down in our penal system or the chain game. That's right. That really, made my, that, that really makes my heart smile. I got a question for you. Why are you playing? as a black community, jail is so popular among the black community. Like, like we are praise the dude who did 40 years, but the man who, who opened 40 churches, he don't, nah, ain't nobody fear him. Don't nobody, he ain't getting no recognition like that. But the young kids, right. they'll follow that dude that did 40 years. For some reason, he'll OG to them. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, I don't know about OG no more, man. I think those days were our days, man. These kids don't care. They, they, they don't live by code, you know, so. We we had code growing up, you know, you had to do certain things a certain way and that was that. Now, you know, you look at people like that whole six nine and all that stuff, you know, like it's nothing for them to flip on on the community and even though he was a, a imposter, you know, it, it it's still that's prevalent now and there is no backlash for that. You know what I mean? So I I don't know if I don't know I think as far as them I feel like the the system harvests us like food you know after slavery um, after slavery and I, I'm sure you guys are aware of this um, when anybody that had a skill or a trade it was very normalized for them to as soon as they made it they abolished slavery they started to cart us to prison because they needed us still for free trade. And a lot of times what would happen is they would have young men sitting in there 15, 20 years that never went before a judge, spending life sentences, never sat before a judge. And that's something that if you, like they say, if you destroy the head, then the tail will follow. You know? So it's, it's very easy to, to look at the system and see that, you know, it's not that we commit more crimes than white people. We can all name white people that do drugs, that done did some crazy stuff, that, that have outbursts, that don't have a restraint to themselves. And a lot of times that their communities are not being policed the way ours are. That we, we don't do, um, they're not doing community policing. I'm sorry, guys, they're going to bed. So, so hey. they don't want to, Netflix is going off right now, you know, so my wife's giving me some peace. But um, a lot of times, you know, um, in our communities, they there's no one there to advocate. A lot of times our families don't have the funds to be able to get an attorney to represent us in a manner that will actually get us through. A lot of times we have to get that public defender or take a plea because the deal is this, all right? Um, you, you go ahead and sit down in jail. You're in there 21 days, you're freaking out. And they come to you and say, hey, man, look, you know, we'll go ahead and... Uh, let you out today, 
but you're going to catch these points. And, you know, if we catch you, you, you're on probation. Now on probation, it's an unrealistic expectation of when you should be home and when you shouldn't. Because the number one thing they get us for is VOP, violation of probation. That's a requirement that you serve a year and a day. So that's a felony at that point. So now you're sitting in jail, you're sitting in prison now at this point. And now you, you're doing a year and a day and you come out and you're trying to figure out, dang, what am I going to do to self-sustain? But it's nothing for you to self-sustain with because the people around you are crumbling. They don't have the money to sustain you and themselves. So now everybody's going at each other because there's no opportunities. And they strip them opportunities on purpose so that the only thing you can do is get in trouble. Like look in your communities. How many community centers do you see that are thriving? It's not many that's driven and that's that's raised by our, by us. You know, very few and far in between. You know what I mean? So well what you spoken. think we gotta do as a community to take back, you know? Us as a black community, what you think the first step is, man? Because, like, uh, people be looking to Al Sharpton and the president to save us. I, I, I think one thing as a black person, we got to stop the government for for their help. Like, we got to stop that, bro. Come on, man. How many how many presidents helped you? Let's just think about it. Well, well, think of it like this, right? Originally, when after slavery, we were the original Republicans because we were self-sustaining. You know, um, if you look at the original black massacres in the United States, there were many because what would happen is we would be su surviving and sustaining and they didn't have any trades or skills. So what would happen is they would come into these communities and ultimately they would like burn us down. Like the first bomb on the United States was dropped on us in a black community because they were thriving, not because they were trying to cause harm you know, it's, it's historic, it's, it's shown in history that when it's dealing with us, we are always compassionate to them, regardless of how hard they are on us. We, we are never the aggressors in that space. But when their lives are not doing well or things are not going well for them, they scapegoat on us. They make the issues us or the black and brown community as a whole. And then they tear it down to justify what's happening with them. See what I'm saying? So the, the first thing that we can do as a community to kind of take back that power is start running for local offices. You know, it's cool to say, you know, switch the president and so forth. But if we don't, they're not the ones determining what's happening in our local communities. You know, those people that sit on your chairs, whether it's the Board of Education, like some of our schools, man, we still have books from the 60s and 70s. How are we supposed to have current information and want to take interest in school if the information that's provided to us is dated. You know, like that's that's not going to get you in a space where you want to grow that, that kind of pushes you away from learning. And there's so many different methods to learn and take in, you know? But you're from Florida, right? Yeah, yeah I'm a Dade County boy. You know what I mean? You ever been to Quincy, right? You ever been over there? Yeah, man. I used to hustle in Quincy. I used to hustle all throughout there, man. You know? I'm going to tell you something like, the board over there is black. Like the superintendent was black. Yeah. I, I, it ain't. It ain't always the white man who putting us down. Cause it's a lot of black people on the board over there. They still not doing well for their community. They don't yeah. care about their community. They get on them seats. They a lot to the people and be like, vote for me. I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna do that for you. Yeah. When it's time, when it's time to do that, they be like, I can't do that. 
I can't do that, and I can't do that. Stop making false promises to them people and selling them dreams to get that seat. And when you get in that seat, you don't even try to do half of that stuff that you said. So let me ask you a question, man. When when you look at a board, right, yeah. and they all have a head, right, yeah. but there's also you have to have people across that board to sustain and support that head, right? Yeah. When you look at Quincy, Chattahoochee, those real redneck areas where it is extremely divided, where it's blacks on this side, whites on this side with redlining, because that's redlining, where they keep a black people in the black community. If you try to step outside of that space, then they're there to kind of give you a flick and tell you that this is where you belong, right? They give them a certain budget to work with. So those black communities that you're speaking on, a lot of times they're not receiving the funding as that same school across the street. And as simple as a lot of times just the taxes, bro. So a lot of times they'll take those same taxes and say, okay, we're going to give you a percentage of the taxes based on the taxes that are paid on the homes in your community. A lot of times the black people don't own those homes in their community. They're renting. So whether it's section eight, whether it's um, them renting from, that that guy down the street, you know, the guy across the tracks, he'll own the whole community and never step foot in there and be a slumlord. And all of the taxes that he pays because it's his buildings goes to his communities. You see what I'm saying? So you you want them to make you want them to make drastic changes when the amount of taxes that they're receiving are are slim to none. And then on top of that, when they say politics, a lot of times politicians are corrupt as hell, bro. It's the purpose of getting in there sometimes. But that's the that's the reason why we have to be more influential in that space. Because if we're not taking a stance and saying, you know what, it's important to guide our children. Even even the, let's say for instance, let's say you got a brother, right, Jay? And let's say your brother had to go sit down or your brother's in the ground. A lot of times we'll see those kids that don't that's fatherless right and we'll step past those kids step past those kids and knowing that that's a badass jit right now and all he needed some guidance bro and a lot of times that'll happen and i watch it all the time i watch it all the time where we have a position of power and it may be small in our eyes but it's so much more and impactful for these jits you know what i mean so it starts by helping that jet on your block. You see him riding, the, you see his mama got 10, 9, 11, 12, 13 kids. Man, hey man, what you doing with yourself? Hey man, I ain't seen you go to school in two, three days. What's going on with that? You know, it's taking a stance. You can't just stand by and say, shit, I want to change something and you ain't, you ain't making a stance individually, you feel me? That's it. And nobody was going <laughs> Okay, there we yeah, go. Absolutely. So you trying to say you want us to go back to loving each other, basically, like basically treating that little boy like he your family, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, we have to rebuild our village the way it was in order to get to where we need to be. Like because, like, segregation. Yes, like we said, like we said last night. That's not just my child; that's your child too. We're all family. Okay, you a mother, right? Okay, okay, let, you a mother. And I'm pretty sure you're a, you a strict mother, right? Let's say me and you in the store, and you got your back turned. I see your son stealing, stealing something, and I hit his hand. Would you be mad at me? Hell no. Hell no. 
Because so I'm turning around and I'm gonna ask you, what what's up? Oh, he was putting something in his pocket. Okay, then guess what? You hit his hand, I'm gonna bust his head. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. That's what's supposed to happen. But yeah. some mother's gonna be mad. They're gonna be like, don't be here, my child. Uh, I mean, and then when he grow up to be a little thief because his mama condoned that shit, she be like, I ain't never seen my child being that. No, you you did. Because when a person disciplined is for it, you stop that person. Mm-hmm. Nice. You let him know then it's okay. It's okay to act wild because my mama gonna try to come bail me out every time. Yeah, and that's the divide in the black community, bro. Because a lot of times, you know, you ever heard of the Jimmy? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Willie Lynch letter. Yep. All right. So I got. I always tell people, man, like read that. You know, because if you look at the Willie Lynch letter, the whole purpose of that was to divide our community by separating the father and the mother and allowing the mother to think that she has no structural support, it puts her in a space where she has to be a bulldog. She has to be in a space where she has to protect and she'll protect at all costs. So you end up having this space where it's like the mother is dating her son. And as her son grows up, she kind of, like, I'll give you an example, right? I was at Walmart two days ago and I watched the mom pick up like a 13 year old kid and put him in a cart. And to me, it was the weirdest shit. I had to ask her like, ma'am, you know, why why you pick this? That's my baby. Don't question me about my baby. But you know, you, to us, it's like, that's strange. Right. But it's something that's happening so often, you know, they be, they create a dependency or crutch on these young men. And then as these young men grow up, they, they think they should just have without work ethic. You know, if you don't have a work ethic, then what, what is the purpose, right? Because how can you as a man thrive and survive and provide for your family if all you know is, mama, give me this. Mama, I need that. My kids, my son, my, my son, he may not be my blood son, but my son, he wanted to play football, basketball last year. He wanted school clothes. He wanted these things. So what I did was help him get a lawnmower. It wasn't even running. We fixed that lawnmower, right? He made $200 a weekend walking around neighborhood to neighborhood. He made $200 on his own. But that's a young man that I don't worry about later on because he's developed a work ethic that, was, so that he'll be able to pass on to his kids. See what I'm saying? But there's so many young black men that they come up is is it's easy to kind of fall into a trap or somebody gonna do it for me so i don't care my woman gonna take care of me you know and that's sad man that's some bullshit man bullshit completely agree see that's <laughs> that was a perfect saying man i yeah. want to believe that your mother can a mother can ruin her child like expectations of a woman then per se. I, I'm a, I, I'm a firm believer of that. Like just hear me out for a little bit. Like I feel like a mother become like a, a like a a crutch of son, like she cripple her son so much in a way that he 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 damn near like the woman he gotta do the same thing his mother did. Meaning his mother his mother paid his own bill. She, he ain't gonna get no job. He gonna he won't look at you to pay his own bill because mama did that shit. Mama wash my clothes, shit. Mama fix me something to eat. I thought mama used to go to work, come home and still fix my food. If you go to work all day, he gonna come home, he gonna expect you to fix his food. Cause his mama did all that. I feel like as a mother, you gotta prepare your son to get ready to be a husband. 
a providing father, and you got to basically teach that boy how to be a man. And sometimes they got to do that without the father in mind. And that's why I don't blame some of these women, because, like, they got they doing the best they can with what they got. You know what I'm saying? Put you in the situation. You, you don't blame the woman, but you're really blaming the woman. No, no, I'm put, I'm put no, no listen, listen, no, no, listen, listen to what you said. I blame the mother. No, you go get that deadbeat ass. Go get that deadbeat ass daddy. Beat his ass and make him come and step up and be a father to his son. You're right. You're right. I get we it. cannot. We cannot keep taking the blame of y'all downfall. We but cannot. I got, a question. I got a question though. I if got you, three sons. I have three. I don't baby none of them. Not I, one. I you if you get if you have a baby with, with a dude one time, he wasn't there for the first baby. Why would you give him another one? I don't know. A lot of females get duped twice. And my question was going to be, if he went there for the first one. Where's his friends when he wasn't there for the first one? You know what I'm saying? Where's his, his, his real friends when he wasn't there for the first one? Where's his family? Somebody. Why were they? Why didn't they push him to be there for his child? Why didn't the woman know that the man was a shit before she had a baby with him. Exactly. Again, again, stop blaming the woman. But see, that's the core, right? We we have stop to understand blaming the woman. The woman, the mother, okay, biblically speaking, the woman is the helpmate, okay? The man yeah. should be the protector and the provider. Right. Okay? Right. Realistically, realistically, we're not only the helpmate, we are the protectors and the providers. Uh, Give us a break. But that's the Willie Lynch right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's a mindset that was built and instilled into our community, man, because a lot of times there are a lot of black fathers that take care of their kids. You know, my circle, I make sure any man that I affiliate with, if you have children and you don't take care of your kids, I don't fuck with you. And I, I, I keep that to my soul because at the end of the day, what what happens a lot of times is it's a lot of kids out here, man. Like I, I did corrections for a little bit, right? I did I was a CEO for about eleven months. I worked with juveniles. And the only reason I took that position on, it was right after school. You know, I graduated and I thought my mindset was more maybe I wanna be like a, a defense attorney or, you know, kinda get into like advocating more for my community in that space. And I needed a job, you know, I, I left Tallahassee and I was like, man, shit, let me try and figure it out. You know, I had 30 black kids in this facility, right? Right. 31 kids there total, one white kid on visitation. They had no fathers, no fathers come, not one, not one the whole time I was there. Right. And I watched these kids every time that somebody's parents came. And a lot of times these black kids, they, they already forgotten about because the viewpoint is they a man already. You know, you're 11, 12 years old and they telling you a man, you a man, man up, man up. That shit for the birds when you're looking at this kid and he melt until he like a five-year-old in front of you. He never grow up. Imagine being 30, 40 years old and you still a child and mentally. You know, that's sad as fuck. But that's the trend in our community. You know? At least that's how it feels. What you think, Tetra? Fell on the head, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I was 
I'm sorry, I was listening, but not listening. Um, um, I apologize for that so much. I really am. Um, I so think, I can't answer. You know right what? Now. And and I, I say this all the time, even on my Facebook statuses. When are the men gonna start checking these fuck niggas and stop friending them? Mm. It started in the home, man. Yeah. No, with the mama, right? Well, not the mama, <laughs> but it's a structure. You know, you gotta understand that. Anytime you lay down and spend time with a man, it takes time. You know, like I, I look at my first son. I didn't know his mother. You know what I mean? Like I, I was passing through. And she, uh, to be quite honest, we were kind of very lucky to be on the same page in that space for many years because I've always advocated and taken care of my children. You know, I feel like before I eat, my son should eat. But even if I don't have, you know, Stephanie or Big Dog Sap, can advocate that, you know, I've always been a provider of making sure that my children are sustained. And I believe that even if it's like having a, a public um, savings account, you know, every time you go to Publix and use that thing, it goes to your child's savings account for college. Or even if it's, you know, you get a paycheck and you can open up an account for free. And as long as you're putting in like $5 a month, think about it, $5, 365 days out of the year, 52 weeks. That's like, what, 52, five. That's like $250 a year or something like that. 250, 10. That's about right, accurate. Don't, don't get me the 260. <laughs> uh, 260? 52, you're on point there, you know? <laughs> but think about it, over, got, 18, okay. yeah, over an 18-year period, man, that's, that's a nice piece of change for your child to have a chance. You know, at least they, they're in a space where, especially if you educate them and say, okay, you know, you should look at real estate. If they turn 16, you should go ahead and open up a business account for them in their name. Because the longer you have um, that, that lengthy time period, it allows you to be able to be able to get a business loan or be able to create a business by the time they leave college or even if they don't want to go to college, you put them in a position to win by putting them in the space of a trade. You know, but it's so often what happens is kids come out of school or, or they're in school because we know our kids. We and you know certain kids of yours, that motherfucker not going to college. You can look you can see that motherfucker, you can you can beat his ass till he black and blue if you wanted to. And that's it's always that one kid that's like, Lord, what am I gonna do? This motherfucker don't listen. He could you could you could you know what I'm talking about. Y'all everybody got him in your family. It's like oh Lord. Oh yeah, and and that's the one you have to. You can't take all the time that you have all your children to put into him. But at the same time, you have to have a plan for him so that he has a chance. Because if he don't have no plan, then it's, it's balls to the walls, father and not. You know what I mean? So we we have to get into a space as a community. In my opinion, that if we're not going to do where like pre-segregation, where it was a community that raised a child. We have to still be in a space where we give our, our children a fighting chance. Because the worst thing in the world is to feel alone and not be able to voice your opinion, not to be able to voice how you feel in the space. Because people say you look soft as fuck. Oh, you a boy, you're a young man, and you soft. Oh, stop crying. You know, and, and so many times in our community, you know, I, I, you'll see a woman like, hey, man up, man up, man up. Who teaching him to be a man? 
See what I'm saying? Who's who's giving him the basic tools to sustain and be a man? You know what I mean? And that's why family is important. So even if his father isn't in the picture, uh, unfortunately, whether it's death, the chain game, or he just a deadbeat, you got to break these curses, man. Because that's all it is, a generation of curses. And we can do something about it. It's just putting forth that little bit of effort to give them a chance. What about the women? Because um, I have a daughter, and just like you were saying, her life is sought because at an early age, I was setting back money for her. Matter of fact, set up something, a CD for her um, so that she will have a chance. But also, you know, just trying to teach her values of being a young woman, how to carry herself classy, how to, you know. So it goes both ways. We not only have to teach these men, but we have, I mean, these boys, but we have to teach our young women too. Because just like um, JJ said that, you know, why would she, you know, continue to have kids by a dude who wasn't even there for the first one? Amen. So we have to encourage her and give her that confidence so that she, you know, won't make those mistakes and she will go off and make a better life for herself and choose the right man. Mm. My question for Miss Leo is you saying telling the man to stop stop befriending them fuck niggas. Tell these women to stop boyfriending them. Stop stop right. giving that stop giving that nigga some pussy until he raises other kids. Don't we give him a chance that. to make no more. I, I do that, and you know I do that. I don't have a problem with telling a female that, you know, don't come to me with your sad stories. Oh, you know, my baby daddy. First of all, that's where you're wrong. You're still fucking your baby daddy because you're comfortable with being a baby mama. Exactly. Make a put a ring on your finger and beat up for your kid. And you ain't got to put a ring on your finger. Just beat up for your kid. You ain't got to be a Beat up yeah. for your kid. And be a supporting father, you know, be a supporting man for, to my mama. But again, what you want me to do? Snatch about a weave and pull out that space? Yeah. Be like, uh uh-uh, uh, come here. Do I can talk to I can look, no tea, no shade. But the other night, the conversation we had, you know. Oh, oh Lord, I'm not doing this. That's what I'm not doing. <laughs> That's what she talking about you. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with my with my child's father. I was, we was, it was again, no see no shade. It was not just about your, your child's father. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disclose the conversation because he was, I'm going to, I'm going, okay, that's on you. If you want to disclose the information, you got the floor, go ahead. But when you disclose the information, do not get in your feelings again when we voice our opinion about it. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna sit this one out. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to voice my opinion because you're my sister. And it's sad and it hurts me to see that you're hurting and you're allowing yourself to be hurt when you don't have to be. Now, if you want to get in your feelings because I'm showing you love, whether you know me or not, then guess what? Live there. It's very important to remember that the love that we have in our community is based on our truths. And a lot of times what happens, I feel happens is you can love a person so much. And a lot of times these men, it's very easy for us to look you in the face and 
tell you that the sky is green, even if that shit blues all day. You know what I mean? And the best thing you can do as a man is be honest in that. But as a woman, all we expect you to do is love yourself and love your children and love us. And if a man isn't treating you right, I don't know what happened. I don't, that's not my business. But at the end of the day, when it comes to these children, which is the future, it's very important that they have the influence of both. And so many times what will happen. Well, my is, so let's just go ahead and put it out. Because he doesn't mistreat me. It was the guy I was dating that mistreat me, that mistreated me. And if I want to go back and see my baby father, that's okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, love is important, man. You know, it's just mm-hmm. some love is unhealthy. Some love is, you know. But that's not my fucking business, dog. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with pulling my little sister or my older sister by her coattail and be like, nah, sis, that ain't what it is. Amen. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with saying, bro, you need to tighten the fuck up because you're looking real fuck niggerish out here. I don't have a problem with that. Some yeah. niggas love walking in that fuck nigga lingo though. They don't give a damn. They will walk in that bitch all night. But you guess what? You can walk in it, but stay away from me because I don't need that energy and I have to, to protect my energy at all costs. The path of least resistance is what that shit is. If it don't require much, a lot of niggas, especially if you're a nigga nigga, because we got nigga niggas, you know? It's a term nigga nigga. We know nigga niggas. <laughs> hey. hey. You know them guys. Hey, that nigga that chill at the store all day, but you tell them they go to work and he won't even go cut no grass. Like, you know, like hey man, ask me for fifty cents. Damn house on the PS4, two K in it out. Hey yeah. man, and that's fucked up. Buying him um, coffee and donuts for three years. Hey, eventually she got him a job though. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey. <laughs> Eventually, she got a ton of investment. Baby, I can't do it. Everybody's situation is different. And if a person wants to, I think, I don't think something, I don't think anything was wrong with what that lady, her choice that she made, that don't make her less of a woman. It don't make her weak. That's a choice that she made. Exactly. A choice that I would never. That's all I said. A choice that I would never. I wouldn't go out there and find some homeless guy and be like, oh, let me build you up, give you a job, help you get a job, and then marry him. No, but if somebody else does that, then to me, that's their business. Mm, facts. Facts. I mean, everybody needs help in every place, and just because you're a man, it's not saying that you don't need somebody to help you. Everybody needs help. So it's more so so you're trying to say it's more equal for um women to to just get the help and not a man to get a help just because he's a man. Nah, it's easy. They need to help too. They fall short sometimes too. Let let a man go ask another man for help. Why, why I'm so sick of brothers acting like it's like it's it's unacceptable to ask a brother for help. It's okay to ask your brother for help. We all related, brother. I'm not gonna judge you. Yeah. 
Because at one point in life, I needed help too. But people be judging, but people be judging a, a male. So sometimes they don't always feel comforting. So he wanted your help without you judging. He didn't care about you judging him, but he cared about my judgment. Judgment, mm -hmm. judgment. You're going to get it regardless. Hello. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell my children um, all the time, man, if you want to see if somebody your friend, man, drop a dollar by them, man, and just walk away and see what they do. You know, a genuine friend to be like, hey, man, you dropped this buck. A lot of niggas will put that shit in their pocket. You know, if it's good for the kids, it's good for us, too. You feel me? So, you know, you got to build these trust systems before you start giving. You know, if you got to peel back something, and I'm not telling you just because a nigga needs something or somebody say, you know, king, queen, whatever the reference may be. You know, you, you have to build a trust system. And that's the importance of the community and rebuilding and restructuring. Because a lot of times people point the finger and say, hey, this person ain't doing shit, that person ain't doing shit. And as a community, we let each other down. You know, and that's why it's so important that when you do see these little children, at the, let's say at the school, you know, how many of us say that we go donate our time even before COVID? Like how many of us can say that we go donate even an hour of our time at the school, put our name on the list for community center? But it's very few, you know what I mean? And a lot of times it starts at the home, but if you see it, you don't see it if you're not engaged in the community. If you're not a part of what the discussion is, a lot of times niggas feel like if that ain't me, that ain't my problem. And that's the problem. It is our problem because let's say you take good care of your kid, right? You give your child the best of everything. You invest and you see little Timmy down the street. And little Timmy stay in trouble. Little Timmy stay getting in that shit. You tell your child, don't fuck with that kid. That kid right there, that's so that kid is a problem. I don't want you nowhere near that jit, right? But you see that that jit has no structure, no support system. That little nigga grow up to kill your kid that's doing the right thing. Your kid that's handling his business. And it happens all the time in our community where it's like, damn, that kid had a chance. This jit had a, a voice. She had an opportunity and her voice is quieted and suppressed because this other child didn't have a focus. And that's why I tell my kids, you know, my house is the hangout spot. You feel me? If your, if your kids are interacting with people, then they need to be in your space because you need to see who your jits is interacting with. If you're not seeing what is, where the core is, that's a big issue. If you're not having that, conversation like hey i'm telling you a lot of these especially if your jit got a phone like we just like one of my kids like quietest kid ever always smiling always in good standings looking at porn you see what i'm saying and never would have knew if i didn't stumble on the phone you see what i'm saying even with parental locks and all that shit and so it's important that we get to know our children's friends Bring them into your home. Not saying, oh, you're going to be chesting a molester or some shit and you bring your kids in your house. You can do it outside. Let's play, Get your friends. Let's play basketball. I'm going to grill some chicken. I'm going to put some some hot dogs on the, on the thing. And let's meet. Let, let bring, invite your parents. You know, let's see what your support system is. Because you can see it on these kids, man. Kids wear it on their face. Look at their appearance. They don't have to have nice shit. Just be clean. You feel me? You see these dirty ass jits and it's like, man, I could go ahead and say, hey, man, everything okay with you? You know, you looking like, you, you know, I send my kids to school with lunch. Hey, go extra sandwich. If you see another kid that needs something, get it to them. You know, you don't need no notoriety. Don't even tell nobody you're doing it. Just slide it to them. You know, just be a voice of reason, man. 
because a lot of times we get lost in the shuffle. And the bigger issue here is what's happening in our community that we can make a stance on, regardless of how big it is. It could be buying a bag of chips at the store and asking legit, how's your day? If some things just mean something, you know what I mean? So that's my perspective, though, guys. That's just my perspective. Gotcha. You know, I'm one of those parents where ain't no privacy in my house. Ain't no locked doors in my house. And all four of my kids are at home. Dude. 28, 21, 12, and 7. All four of them. How old? Black men crack home? <laughs> I'm just saying. There's no locked doors in my house. No it's locked not, doors. None. Hey. 28, though? 28, and he worked. Hey. I have to move out to house, mama. You too much for me. 28. You can. You can. But right now, you know, when he lost his job, when his girlfriend got killed, and he just spiraled, spiraled downward, my doors open quick. Hey, 100%. Amen, mama. And until I feel like he's ready to go back out there and do that, he's going to be right here. Let me, can I ask you a question? Hmm? Did, did he did he have an opportunity with all of that trauma? Because that's trauma. Yeah. Does he have an opportunity to speak with a therapist? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's important. You know, a lot of times our children they don't voice those viewpoints to a, a therapist. You know, they may talk to a pastor here and there, but a lot of times pastors aren't licensed to handle that type of weight. Right. And, and you have to get someone that's solution focused so that they can overcome that trauma so that they can move on with their lives so they're not stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know? um, my wife's, the name of her, her business is called The Guiding Hand. You know, we definitely try to focus on making sure that our community is touched um, because a lot of that happens. And a lot of people outside of our community, they don't understand. And they're not in a space where they, they grew up in that space where they can sympathize with that because the perception of us is black people, animals. Black people, aggression. Black, they weaponize our skin. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to voice those cons- those concerns you have to get that off your chest. Cause that's a that's a that's a heavy weight, kid. That's a that's a heavy. That's a. Yeah, I mean, I had to go into his apartment, you know, and pull him up out of there. Man. You know, after three phone calls. Within a 24-hour period, you ain't answer my phone call. I got a key. I'm coming. Yeah. So, and that's that's just what it is, you know. Um, I have two male best friends, and they look at me. They'll tell me, "You a whole nigga out here?" No, I'm not. This is strong. I'm not. I'm not. You know, but. His father, his 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 their father, um, he's he's there, you know. Uh, we're no longer together. We live in the same house, and uh, we co-parent. He upstairs, I'm downstairs, and we good. So can I ask you a well, question in that space? Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Go ahead, Jay Tatted. <laughs> like what you what? did after that? I know it was hard on you. Like, you know, yeah, of course. We we have we we have a family. We have family counseling, and we have individual counseling, because I know it's some things that they're going through that they don't want me to know, you know, and that's fine. But tell somebody. Yeah, and and it's cool that you said that because 
a lot of people don't know in our community, even if you have like Medicaid or Medicare, they have something called an EAP in that space. So you get five emergency assistance sessions, right? Before you can utilize without having to utilize your personal insurance, especially like with him working and so forth, all of the major companies, they give you five sessions so that you can kind of get that weight off your chest without you having to come out of pocket. See what I'm saying? So that's important that, you know, I'm glad you touched on that because that weight that you carry, being able to voice those concerns with the commission, I'm sure that helps the burden. It, it does. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm an LPN, you know, and I work in a transitional home that house um, mental health you know, mentally ill and developmentally ill adults. So my twin brother, he killed himself when we were 19. He was bipolar schizophrenic. So, I mean, do I want to see that in my kids? No. But I also know that it's in my family. Mm. And I hold my kids close. So the, the free resources and the paid resources I tap into all of them because I want them to be okay. I don't want to see one of my kids out here commit suicide or killing someone else because of the voices in their head got a hope to them. Most definitely. So Most I'm going to do everything I can, whether it's for my child or whether it's for your child. I'm going to do that. That's powerful. That's powerful. You have to advocate. That's yeah. important. Yeah, I'm sorry for your loss as well. You know, Thank you. most definitely. Hey, Tetra, how you doing up there, girl? I'm doing okay. How you doing? Man, I'm blessed, man. Yeah, I, I just know, man. We love you over here, man. Of course. I'm, I'm a guest, but love we love you. you over here. Hey. It's all love in the family. Hey. <laughs> respect. Respect, man. It's important, kid. It's important. You know, and my wife. I'm sorry, yeah. No, go ahead. I talk too much. Go ahead. When I'm voicing my opinion, it's just that I'm not judging anyone. I have no room to judge. But I do have my own thoughts and my own opinion. So please don't take my opinion as, as a judgment because that's not what it is. Respect. Respect. Yeah, did. Hey, you know, mental health is the one thing that in our community is overlooked yeah. constantly. And that's that's one of the ways that they harvest us, kid. Like, they lock us up. And a lot of times, people don't even get that treatment that's necessary because they're constantly going in and out, in and out. And those that's one of the ways that in our community is neglected is mental health. You know what I mean? And they always talk about our, these outrageous and outlandish crimes. But how many times was somebody there for them one-on-one -on -one and just kind of let them woo sign you know what I mean? So I'm I'm so proud of you, man. That's dope. You know, I appreciate you for sharing that with me. You know what I mean? And if you guys, you know, especially like in Florida, if there's anybody, I know with you guys with your podcast, if there's ever any time you guys need someone to kind of advocate to or be able to share it, my wife does Zoom as well, um, especially with the pandemic all throughout Florida for mental health. And if there's any kind of concern, um, it's, the, like I said, the name of her business is, is A Guiding Hand. And there's always space for someone, especially in our community, that needs to be able to voice their concerns or just get it out there. 
And she's also licensed, I want to say, in um, Colorado and New Jersey. You know, so anybody out there, you know, these these are real things. Bipolar yeah. schizophrenia, that's something that's prevalent in our community and people don't talk about. Nope. You know, and, and it's it's sad. It sucks. But this is a strong point, you know. So I, I, I'm proud of you, sis. You know what I mean? Bless up. Always. Thank you. Tetra, what's up, Tetra? Hey, Jay tatted in there. He sleeps. Dog eating a bowl of cereal down there with the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, arguing, arguing with the wife, man. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you won't tell us what you're arguing about. Hey. You arguing about some of the craziest of shit, right? This lady get mad at me because she got a friend. I unfriend her on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I unfriended her because she don't like what I like on Facebook. I get on Facebook, look at funny videos. Every now and then, I scroll to a, you know, a script or page. It's just looking, though. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, I scroll over. <laughs> and maybe I like a video or two. That don't mean I want the lady. She out of my league anyway. And she, she probably live in Mexico somewhere. <laughs> you know? Ain't no way we nothing's out your league, baby. Nothing's out your league. I don't want that. I want my wife. It's just sometimes it's nice to look at, you know. He's talking like a real husband now. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to look at every now and then, you know. She, you know what I'm saying? It's just it a visual aid. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with looking. Exactly. I hope she'll look too, but she don't like looking, so I blocked her. <laughs> It'll solve everybody's problems. <laughs> That's what we do at Who They Want Podcast. We talk about the real issues. That we just talk about issues that just give you a little laugh for the day. Hey, that's dope. Hey, I, I wonder, Jay Titan, man. Hey, how does she feel in that space? Does she feel like did you did you drag her through the mud before? And she feels insecure in that space. Nah, man. My wife, no, man. I'm too, I'm too lazy to cheat. First of all, my wife buys seven personalities. I ain't I got, go, I got seven personalities. Man. And cheating requires a lot. I'm too lazy to cheat. I'm way too lazy. To <laughs> I'm way too lazy to cheat. Uh, I'm already giving lazy dick. I ain't got no. <laughs> like, like, why would I, you know? Why would you impose some problems on someone else? Exactly. Yes. Hey. I'm barely keeping you at home. Why would I go out here and, you know? Yeah, let's just. I'm gonna stay here with you. you know, I ain't going nowhere, you know. That's dope. Hey, sometimes, you, sometimes we just want a little extra attention. It ain't even about we think you're gonna go somewhere because if we got you, we know we got you. But just yeah. a little extra attention. That's all. She know all my passwords, like literally. I can. Not about that. It's not about that. It's not. When was the last time you took her out to a date, bro? Oh man, Corona out here, man. I get sick of you. No, I mean, like, and, you know, I, that was a discussion I had with my wife today. You know, I just kind of share with you guys a little bit. Um, um, my wife, with the, the conflict was, you know, making her feel special. And when she tells me about it, I'll do something right then or in that week. And then I kind of get lazy with it, too, you know, because there's so much shit happening. and It's constant, you know what I mean? And I really had to think and say, man, 
Like, when's the last time I made time for my queen so that she feels like, you know, she's the most special person in the world? You know what I mean? Maybe, 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 uh, maybe make up a little picnic or something outside for her. You feel me? Make her, yeah, make her feel like the most special person in the world. You know what I mean? Even if it's lazy dick involved. <laughs> my girl's one. My wife's one of the women where you know I can get her, if it's twenty four hours in a day, I can get her twenty three. She gonna want thirty minutes out of that other hour. Damn. Something else wrong, kid. Exactly. Uh, hey. I was telling her, I'm like, man, bro, I, I can give you 80% of my time. I can't give you 100%. I'm a Capricorn. I like being alone sometimes, bro. Like, I don't like being with myself all the time. I know she don't. <laughs> I ain't no way she can like being with me all the time. I don't like being with me all the time. Shit. You can be by yourself. You can be in the room, but you can be in the room. Y'all can be in the room together and don't have to, don't have to say a word it's just the fact that you're there maybe it's something that she's needing that you you're not aware that and she can't express to you sometimes you have to listen to the words that's unspoken true true body language that's what i'm trying to do now but she keeps speaking i'm just waiting for the unspoken word then listen let her speak she'll be quiet I'm just waiting for that one unspoken hey when she quiet you in trouble nigga Don't close them eyes. <laughs> he right here sleeping like this, boy. <laughs> so if I go to sleep, she got me. I'm dead. I hey, we know who did it. <laughs> hey. Hey, that's live, kid. Hey, at least at least you funny, bro. Hey. Hey, she can laugh throughout the whole corona season, man. Cause it's tough out here, man. Looks like he's talking about. I yeah. told him I should charge you to be around me for real. Cause all, all these laughs, man. Like, <laughs> I'm giving them to her for free though. Like, she don't understand. Hey, like, she feel like she take lazy dick, and you giving her some jokes. That shit one in one, you know. Yeah, it's a trade off, baby. It, it is, man. Yeah, it's love, kid. I mean, if she don't shut up, just take a lay down and eat a pussy. She'll be quiet. I mean, he's a yeah, right. That shit only, that's temporary. He said wife, not girlfriend. That is definitely temporary. I mean, it's, it's, look, here's the word for me. So I'm just saying. That's Adam temporary. Like, as soon as it's over, she going to talk again. Talk. No, 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 no. <laughs> why, she, why she laying there catching her breath? You don't, do, do something else. Don't let her speak. She going to fuck around, go no. to sleep after that, right? Man, I'm, she going to wake up before me anyways, right? Then she going to wake me up. Does she want to talk? She going to talk, yeah. No, <laughs> They don't want to. I'm gonna play the game. Ah, no. uh, you playing 2K? I see. You, kid. Oh hell yeah, I'm on definitely. Yeah. Let's the make sure time. you make time, man. Hey, how old are you, Jay Tatty? I'm 21, man. You said 21? Yeah. Oh man, don't do that to yourself, man. When you're 21, by the time you're 31, you're gonna be a whole different person. If you haven't changed between 21 and 31. And you got some issues, kid. But you will change, and and it's important that. How long have you been with your queen? We've been together for uh, a year, and she told me it's coming up on a year and a half. <laughs> I ain't gonna act like I, I remember. Well, right. you know. She's not good with dating, though. Come on now. Hey, like, we I don't know. never know, bro. We don't never know, man. My wife let me know all the time. It's been about five years. I'm like, for real. 
Time flying, ain't it? You just gotta tell her time flies when you're having fun, man. You know what I mean? But just make sure you make time for her, bro. Even if you rub her feet, like you get you some coconut oil from Walmart. Don't get no coconut oil. That coconut oil don't just lay on top of your skin. It don't moisturize absolutely nothing. Please get you some shea butter oil and just rub them until your hands cramp the fuck up. Hey, do it. Hey, that's a woman's advice right there. Yeah. Hey. That's a Leo woman. Oh really? Okay. Man, your, your advice comes from a mean place. I wanna That's not mean. You mean oh everything you say be mean to me. Huh? No, she's structured though. She's structured, man. Mean. I'm not mean. <laughs> she rude. That's what she is. She got a twenty eight year old, bro. She gotta be tough, kid. That shit, hey. I promise you, I promise you, when you start dropping, you got any jits yet? Oh, no, man, no. I ain't trying to drop none either, man. No. Hey, take your time, kid. But when you do, understand, it's going to come a point when they turn, like, 13, you're going to want to spar that kid, man. You're going to be like, man, it's like you, you, you think it's a big issue talking about, put that down. Put that down. Pick this up. Stop that. Stop that. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hey. And then you turn around and, and they in the bathroom jacking off or some shit. And you're like, oh, Lord, it's a whole different breed of problems, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they Or they want to go outside and they play with friends at 12 o'clock at night and shit. You're like, damn, that's a whole different set of problems. So enjoy your life, kid. Go outside when you can. Put a mask on or something. Go outside. Put the sticks down. Take your girl with you, bro. You know? She 21, too. Nah, nah, nah. She old head. Oh, Lord. So she letting you play video games. Nah, 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 nah. She, no, no, no. No, no. argument that, but no, no. <clears throat> okay. When you say hey, old hey, head. Hey, hey, roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> when you say old head, is she uh-huh. older? Huh? Nah, she like 28, 27. She, I couldn't hear you, bro. She like 28, 27. One of them. One of them. One of them. Damn, you don't even know how old she is, bro. Be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, she poking hoes right now. Oh, yeah, nigga. Oh, we going to have one before these eggs dry up, nigga. You about to drop one of them, bro. You think you ain't having no jit. Tetra, are you still with us? Me and my family started, can't stop, man. Mm -hmm. I ain't trying to do that. I'm (laughs) Man, hey man, just hey, you know what the system is, bro. At this point, just be there for your jits, man. Take care of your kids, man. That's almost definitely. Yeah, I respect that kid. I respect that. You know, most definitely. I gotta break that cycle. My pops weren't here, but I'm gonna be there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, trying. I'm trying to be there. I'm gonna be there. That's why I moved the way I moved with my kids, bro. Cause hey, when you don't have it and you feel that void. It's like, man, I tried to fight. When I was a kid, I fought so much, man. I tried to fight as much as possible just so I could feel like I was a man. And then you grow up and realize that that shit didn't do nothing but hurt your hands. You know, that didn't, that didn't structurally build you for anything. And then the world starts breaking you down and tearing you apart. And you realize, shit, I'm not built yet for this. 
and you got to rebuild yourself. You know, so you're at an age now where you got plenty of time to not only rebuild yourself, but if you ever need any, like, you want to chop it up, man, you know, definitely. I'm here. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> you know? I'll definitely, yeah. definitely call. Yeah. A question, man. Do you mind if I ask you what do you do outside of this? What I do outside, man. I get. I do nothing, man. Nah, bullshit, man. Besides this, I be with my wife, man. Her jits, like her jits, is, man. Her jits, base. Her jits is my jits. So, them yeah. kids is a lot, bro. Nope. They are, man. What? But they're a bundle of energy, though. Their energy is like transparent, bro. Like. Well, I mean, as far as currency, because you got to provide for them jits, you know? What do you do as far as sustaining? Uh, we eat over here. We eat, we eat a lot. Okay, okay. Well, I, I tell you this, man. If you ever think about it, bro, you know, look into the apprenticeship, man. You're in Tallahassee area. You can get on as an apprentice for any kind of trade. And most of those positions start off minimum like 18 or $20 an hour. And they'll pay for your education. So if you could you could do that for two, three, four years, by the time you actually graduate from the program, you'll you'll be in a place where you're with a union. So you're making anywhere between twenty-five and forty dollars an hour, bro. And you're making great money. You don't feel less than you're not working at any kind of bullshit job. And at the end of the day, you can turn around and work for yourself. Because that's what's lacking in our community, man. Like less than 1% of our community is involved in a trade. And it, you can have a felony and all, bro, and be involved in a trade. Yeah. You know, drywall, um, tile work. Like, they charge anywhere between $2.50 of square foot and, like, $7, $8 a square foot just a tile floor, bro. And that's nothing but you literally just cutting the measurement putting some thin set, which is basically cement or mortar. Cement, the difference between cement and mortar is just that cement has small rocks in it and mortar it doesn't have the rocks, it's just sand. You can literally do that and then grout the top of that, bro, and make two, three thousand dollars. Like if I show you some of my projects, bro, if like hold on Rick, I'm gonna open my door. Oh I didn't know you was in here, buddy. Can y'all see in there? I built this room. I built everything from scratch. Well, my wife cut on the light here. Can you see back there? I got built. That's my wife. She's like seven months pregnant right now. <laughs> hey, so. I built this all. This used to be a, a a garage in the carport. Tore it all down. I built the master bathroom, like a ten by ten. That's a a, a garden tub right there, like a, a floating, like a, a standalone. Um, and this the room's kind of messy, but I have these French doors, this closet. I got you know I built all of this myself by myself. And my, my mindset is the return on equity, guys. It's very important that in our community, we not, it's not like you said before, Jay, you know, how do we invest back in our community to sustain, right? 
I feel as though if we get back to our roots, that's how we do it, man. Because their community, they're killing us with this, man. Like we started building shit. We when slavery, they didn't build shit. The White House, they didn't build that shit. If they had to pay to build the White House, it would have been equivalent to a billion dollars right now. You know what I'm saying? The White House is over 300 years old, and that shit's still worth $800 million, as it stands. And we built that shit. I ain't even talking about pyramids and stuff. So it's important that in our community, bro, that we reinvest into us. Because if we don't, these motherfuckers don't care about us like that. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really on us to do it for our children. And if you take the time, like like when you start, like you said, you got a whole bunch of jits in your house, right? What do they want to do? But, but what do they want to do with their life? How old are they? Jits, <clears throat> uh, Little bro, two, nine, and Mari four. Yeah, start talking to that nine year old about his vision, man. Right. Start fig- yeah, start figuring out oh, yeah, what. Is a he's a whole bundle of bully, like straight bully. Every time I tell dude, that is not it. But dude is a bully, like. So he's, he's a, a tradesman. He's just a bully, bro. How does he learn? Is he is he is he a hands-on learner? Yeah, I'm about to put my hands on. I'm definitely about to put my hands on. I'm about to put a lot of hands on. I'm about to... Nah, but is he like is he someone like when you work with him, right? Because you work with him, right? You spend time with him. Yeah. You when you work with, work with him, I be doing the school work with him. Okay, when you teaching him, right? Does he learn from you telling him, or you got to show him? Oh, I definitely got to show him, man. You tell him something, man. No, don't even work. Don't waste your time. So he's a visual learner, bro. And that's something you can build on. That Mm -hmm. means that he is someone that structurally can do some shit. He's probably really smart, too. He just get bored fast. They try to call that shit ADHD, but he's just gifted. He's gifted, bro. And that's someone that he can't express himself verbally like that. So he got to touch something. He want to touch everything. He's explosive. I was that kid, bro. I'm telling you, give that jit a chance. Put some put some shit in front of him, go on YouTube, and build a little box with him. Watch his interest. And watch your interest watching him learn that shit. I bet you won't pick up them sticks <clears> for a <throat> long ass time, bro. I'm telling you, even at 21. We can do that, man. Let's do it. He he want to build. He want me to build like like this radio shit. I don't know how he come across this shit on YouTube. YouTube need to monitor what the fuck they show these kids. <laughs> <laughs> he, he watched the white. Dude. He watched the white dude build the radio. Ever since then, dude want to build the radio. Like, build the radio. Yeah. Get a, get a transistor, bro. You can order that shit off of eBay. They sell kits on Amazon for you to build radio. Videos and um, any other little gadget. Hey, Tetra, there you go. I see you, girl. <laughs> hey. My son, my oldest son was like that, you know, but he can build if 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 it's broke. He yeah. Can, no matter what. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you have 
to you you have to tap into that. Yeah, that's a skill, man. And that skill might be his route. And you might be the de- deterring him from the bullshit because you'll be surprised how much in our community we are. A lot of us are builders. A lot of us that's that comes like natural to us. You know what I mean? And if if we don't expose those skills and talents, then you feel suppressed as a black man. And when you feel suppressed in that space, you have no hope. You feel like you're hopeless. And then you feel like when people victimize you, it's okay. But if he learns to establish himself in that space, and that's for any of our young black men, those things build and they it's important, man. It's important, man. I love talking to y'all, man. This is dope, man. Let me close my door, man. You should, um, they have a coding thing. You should go, you should order that off of Amazon and teach him how to code. And when he learns how to code, he could be a robot. And it's really parent pool proof. And he'll, he'll get very excited watching that dinosaur just move. Like, you help him put together the little wires and everything, the batteries, all that. Once they see all that, then they get very excited and want to learn more. And then one day he may come a he may become an engineer. Y'all got me want to start a little, a little something. I'm just saying I we invest in because I got nephews. I got a nephew, one's coming up on 15, the other one following 14, and I got a 10-year-old. So it's time to, you know, really try to invest into these things. So you wanna uh, you wanna have a bill though? Your nephew versus my you and your nephew versus me and my son, let's do it. Say no more. Use this pandemic time to tap into to to different shit with your kids and even with yourself, you will be surprised. Yeah. Facts. Especially at twenty one. Yeah. Me and my daughter built robots and she got she entered into a contest and um it didn't win first place or second place, but she won third place. So, I mean, she won, though. It's about getting yeah. it. At least she tried. Yeah. And, and, and the easiest thing to get a hold of is the easiest thing to get a hold of is binary coding, man. That's some shit on Google. And basically, you're learning the letters in, in like, so it'll say like 10101010111. That's like A. You know what I mean? So they have a series of numbers like that. And if they can learn just those basics, man, you can get into that heavy shit like Tetra talking about. That's dope, man. I mean, I love this conversation. This is dope, man. This is how we do it, baby. <laughs> my um, uh, my 21-year-old, I had to, um, you know, sometimes kids just got to grab them by the neck and shake them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just to get him through high school. When he got through high school, I was like fuck college. Yeah, man. You so, like fucking with wires. Right they have the um the IBEW building, you know, for uh-huh. electricians. Yeah. So all your training is on the job, and you're getting paid. You know, yeah. just like um Trey was saying. Yeah. This, this the time to do it. I mean, you ain't doing nothing else. True. And that's bread. He making decent money, and it's gonna do nothing but grow. In the next four or five years, he could own his own company and hire other young black men to sustain. That's his plan. That's his plan. Dope. Dope. And Tetra got her daughter over there as a civil engineer. You know, she's going to end up at the Florida A&M University, Florida Agricultural Mechanical University. We ain't in Florida. 
Who, Tetra? Now you're going to take away her joy. If she wants to send her child to Fairview from Bainbridge, she can send it. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sorry. Them two right there. They yeah, the scholarship, it. man. As long as she got that 3.5 GPA, 3.0. Form a Rattler background alone. Strike hey. rap. Strike. Get that full ride, baby. Get that full ride there. They, they'll take you, man. And he mommy. already has a $20,000 scholarship. Work? What's she doing? When my daughter from high school, she'll graduate with two degrees hey. and a diploma. My daughter already has two foots out of college. That's what's she going to? What college she going to? Don't break the news for us. What's she going? Well, she applied for New York, and she applied for Penn. She applied for Valdosta. Oh, don't do that. And she applied for one more that she. I don't know who made her interest in that one, but hey, we'll see. I try to get her to apply for SCAD. What's she got my skills of drawing and stuff like that. So, what kind of what what program was it that she got the twenty k with? You know, inquiring minds want to know. I have no idea. Something that she went off and auditioned for her own self. That's dope. Because she's very mature, and um, as soon as she got the letter in the mail, she had, you know, she was telling everybody about it. You know, are you guys familiar with dual enrollment? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so so my 13-year-old is doing that right now. So that's why I asked you that, Tetra, because, you know, I definitely want to be able to advocate for him in that space as well. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Summer, she had already started taking her college classes. That's what's up. And Robert just started, too. He just started taking his – he's doing his college algebra one right now, and he's doing Spanish. If they can get those core classes out the way and those, like – those uh, the two the years of Spanish uh, uh, foreign language out of the way that that'll help them out as well, especially for they get up there. And that should get real complicated in college, man. Nah, it is, man. This is cool, man. We touched on trades, we touched on four year institutions, we touched on these these jits coming out with uh, dual Roman opportunities and scholarships. Right now, AJ, wouldn't you say we changing the community right here, man? Yeah. I'm gonna need you to tell them some tips, like, like give my people some tips on what they expect when they go to college, like, like what they can do, you know, what's up, what they expect, basically. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is understanding that our experiences are not like the experiences across the road at FSU, you know, and a lot of times in our community, even when you have a scholarship, you still have to work, you still have to sustain, but you have to be aware, you know, be careful. Because out here is not safe for us, man. And it, you see it all around us. And I think that's one of the most depleting things with our society right now. People ignoring the fact that there is systemic racism, as well as just ignoring the fact that when things are happening around us, because it becomes, it becomes almost like second nature. So keep fighting, man. Take advantage of these opportunities as far as school, Take it serious. Understand that you have to make it what you want. You can't go there expecting someone to hand feed you some shit to make you better. Because all of us have different experiences. We can all go to the same institution, but it's going to be a different outcome, just like raising our children. We, all our kids get the same experience, but all of them will take to it differently. You know what I mean? So enjoy it. 
but work hard. Get what you want. Have a plan before you get there. When you get there and you have a plan, it's easy to carry it out versus going there trying to figure out some shit on the humbug. And if you're not ready for college, that's okay. Go to a fucking trade school. Go to the military. But don't sit in your mama fucking house staring at no TV. Sit up under no woman. Right. Ain't trying to pick on you, Jay. And then do your thing. You feel me? Handle your shit. Get what you need because ain't nobody giving it to us. Not one fucking person out there. I don't know no niggas that's just growing up getting hedge funds and inheriting uh, acres and hundreds of properties. Because this shit is happening out here. You see what I'm saying? It's not a one percenter type thing. It's people that's inheriting three, four houses from their grandparents and their parents. And these people have a 400-year head start on us. So take it serious. Utilize this opportunity and build. Literally and figuratively. You know, I was so happy my daughter used to read all my medical books and used to play with all my medical supplies. Because I, I teach CPR classes and CPI as well. Oh. And, you know, she was like sitting with me. And this summer, she put all that shit down and wanted to learn how to change oil in a fucking car. Mm right behind her dad. And I was like, no, you just got your nails done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, she showed a lot of trust in words, I ain't got mm-hmm. the words, though, man. I ain't just, you know, I'm sitting under my lady making money, and I'm trying to make some more money, man. Me and Big Dog got some shit we're going to come out with that's going to surprise some people, man, but we're talking about it right now. We got to yeah. put it, we putting it together right now, but when we, when we, come, we pop out with it, man. Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision, make it plain. And give it life. So yeah, we got some shit we coming out with, man. The podcast, the first stuff, man. This is, this is dope. This is dope, man. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we get you off the air, though, how you feeling? I don't know if you've been following the news with the Ice Cube making some sort of executive decisions with Trump. For the black community? Yeah, how are you feeling? Because I see now he's taking a lot of backlash and CNN just dropped him and a lot of people that was fooling with. Now he's become what Nick Cannon was when Nick Cannon made a certain statement. Now, because of this, they finna disown Ice Cube. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think definitely, um, especially with um, the fact that I was reading up on that today, actually, where he, he said that with his proposed bill or his proposed plan, he called it the platinum plan. Um, he proposed it to the Democrats as well as the Republicans. Um, the conflict I have with that is it's 20-something days before the election, and this is when it's being proposed. You know, if this was something of, of certainty or something of a genuine concern for him, um, I felt like this should have been something that should have been rolled out maybe a year, two, three years ago. And with the way that Trump lies and he's chronically deflating our community, he's constantly like he he basically telling us to get these scraps. He kind of take what, what I give you. And for him to even with the what two, three weeks ago with the debate, um, he's when he said told the white supremacists to stand back and stand by. You know, not denouncing white supremacy, you know, and then to now turn around and say, yeah, 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 I give you whatever you want. Let me get those black votes. You feel mm-hmm. me? It, it, it feels like you're kind of undermining us as a community and saying, look, black people, you're not that smart. 
And if I promise you this fake $1,200 stimulus after the election, which is kind of like you're, you're propositioning us for our votes in a space, kind of is what he's doing. What's going to happen is Black people are going to say, well, shit, I need that $1,200 right now. I still got to pay these bills. I got to pay the rent, man. I got shit coming up. And a lot of people are saying, man, these $1,200, this is something I can kind of utilize, but that shit may never come. It's a lot of shit they promise us that'll never come. So in the space of Ice Cube, I love Ice Cube, man. I grew up on Ice Cube. I feel like his everything from his movies to his music, from his fashion statements, you know, you think about just old Ice Cube with Easy E and all of that shit. Like that's that's something that was prevalent for us in our community, he gave us a voice. But at the same time, I kind of feel like for him to to make this stance, it kind of shows his disconnect with our community. Because even though he has came originally rooted from us, um, it kind of shows that he's not probably on the same page as what a lot of us are having to deal with day to day. And, you know, that's the that's understandable because of the amount of time it's been since he's been in our shoes. You see what I'm saying? So um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of getting mixed feelings about it because in, in his bill, you know, he he wants to take five hundred billion dollars and um, essentially restructure policing. Um, he wants to, as far as um, prison reform, um, and is I have no problems with the things that he's suggesting in the bill. Right, mm-hmm. my problem is that. Trump is a chronic liar. He's he lies so much to the point where they had to create a truthometer for this dude. So whenever he's talking, they have to literally justify if what he's saying is fact or fiction, as he's saying it. And that's a conflict for me, man. Because whenever he's dealing with us, it's always like, you know, they kind of get what we give them, you know? And I have a problem with that, man. So, I have yeah. a question for everybody up here, though. Whenever you're done, you keep elaborating, though. Oh, no, I'm good, bro. I my think you're trying to understand. My question is for my black people if they actually compensated us for slavery, how would you think, what would you think would be a good compensation? You know what I'm saying? If they actually compensated us. I'm just saying, man. You know, I'm just saying. The Indian, I know. You know, they compensated the Indians and stuff. I'm just saying, I want to see if they compensated us for slavery and they actually gave us something. You know, for all the hard work our ancestors put into this country, what would you think would be a good compensation? Man, or what would you feel would be a good conversation? What would satisfy you? So let me let me. I'm, I I want to say first that I am not. In, I wasn't born in America. You feel me? Um, I, I'm a Caribbean-born individual, and slavery was there as well. Um, and I was actually reading something on Christopher Columbus today. And I'm actually trying to pull it up. Um, and it was just kind of talking about how, let me see. Well, it was basically talking about the, the, the large massacre. Oh, go ahead, Tetra. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you was through. Uh, I didn't think you was finished. Go ahead. No, it was just saying that... Um, there was the, the the amount of people that were killed were gener- like they were talking about upwards of like 80 million people were killed 
in the discovery of Christopher Columbus. Like they literally massacred everyone from the Caribbean to the United States, right? So to think of the, to equate life to money in, in that size of, of a community, right? They wiped out whole populations and tribes. Like you, you gotta really think about that, right? So to, to say that I'll give you this in exchange for this, there is no amount of money that can equate to those lives lost because there's so many people that have that 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 disenfranchised from that, you know. Um, but when it comes to the black community, I think that the things that can be done to kind of offset some of the difficulties, it probably wouldn't be money, man. I would think it'd be more of eliminating certain things like like when they the say print I'm sorry, bro, I didn't hear you. The war on drugs. Yeah, the war on drugs. Even with that, man, like in 84 when they did that, I had a big issue with that once I learned about how that played out. Because if you look at now, they're, they're talking about the opiates because white people are now using these oxycodones and they're dealing with all of these drugs. What's happening is a lot of the, a lot of the white people they're using these over they're using these prescription drugs now and they're dying at a very high rate with these opioids right but opioids didn't just come now so now they want to do all of these drug treatments and rehabilitation centers back when back in the 80s when the crackheads was out they was criminal and now yeah. now they drug addicts and they people they with addictions they they patients now i feel what yeah. you're saying yeah. Yeah. it's just different when the color changes on exactly exactly and it's it's a it's and that's why it's to me it's not a race thing man it's a community based thing as a whole you know white people are taught to fear us they fear monger black people so that in our community they so that they don't feel the blunt of the pain that they put us through you see what i'm saying like if you if if you are told that this is a dog your whole life and you'll never see it as a human if you beat that dog you see what i'm saying if they hang that dog you be like dang that dog is dead but it's a dog still you know if 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 we're taught to humanize if they instead of the instead of weaponizing our skin if they look at the beautiful things that we're able to create it wouldn't be such a fearful thing because we're really a small part of the population, man. Like they make it seem as though we're such a drastic force. Like we're going to go into the suburbs and just destroy everything. We live in the suburbs too. You know what I mean? Like we're not out here trying to blow shit up, but people are tired, man. And, and when you look at the frustration that's being spread throughout our community, man, like, how can we not feel a sense of discouragement when we when we die at such an alarming rate and the only thing they can say to us is you guys kill each other too? Shit, y'all kill each other too. You see what I'm saying? You know, the difference is when we kill each other, bro, we go to prison for it and we go to prison for a long time. You know, And prison reform... I, my problem with prison reform is the way you want to reform prison, stop privatizing the motherfuckers. You shouldn't be able Man. to privatize the prison. That's, that should never be a thing. How the fuck you... How, and prison is supposed to be rehabilitation. Oh, we need some therapists hired in that motherfucker because dudes go to prison and become whole different people. 
You yeah. ever see? I'm pretty sure you know a dude who who used to be a cool dude. He went to jail and came home. Tweaking. That man was yes, a whole drug addict, man. Cause he done yeah. seen some things behind that wall that he can't ever speak on. Yeah. He didn't get that proper help in that motherfucker too to make him deal with it, be able to deal with it when he come home. And that's why when they talk about defunding the police, man, it, it to me it's not I don't hear uh get rid of the police. Cause we understand the purpose of the police to is to enforce the law, right? Um the the what I hear is implementing those mental health therapists and people there to kind of assist in those situations that they are not trained to deal with. Because a lot of times if you have someone that isn't trained to deal with a crisis situation with a mental health person like like um uh lady l that was her name uh, uh yeah if 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 with the bipolar schizophrenia with her brother for instance right if there was someone there that was trained in that space then they could have probably worked with him through that situation make sure he was on his meds make sure that he was seeing a person to make sure that he was structured in that space. But if, let's say, for instance, they turned law enforcement on him and they don't they don't understand the criteria that he's falling under, then what will probably will happen in that space is he's gonna lose his life because they're gonna, as the situation increases in threat, they're gonna raise the situation to secure themselves to make it home. You see what I'm My saying? Is, is that even a requirement? Do them people even have to go through like like a psychiatric evaluation before they get that gun on that badge? Yeah, but it's very minimal. And especially if that if they're if they're vested, they have a lot of police officers that are vested into law enforcement. Their uncle, their dads was law enforcement officers. As long as they're not doing drugs. And even if they are, if they can pass the lie detector test, bro, they can be a cop. And and even with that, I feel like it should be longer than it shouldn't be a four week or six week window for you to be a cop. It takes longer than that to be a nurse. You see what I'm saying? So if if that's the case, why the hell are you a cop? Like, like I'll give you an example, right, bro? I had a situation where I had a white meth head come down my street, and he destroyed all of the vehicles on the side of the street because he was driving erratically, right? Yeah. I chased him down in the middle of the night. Granted, I'm in my boxers. He broke his axle. And his car was weaving, but he couldn't drive straight for too long. I snatched him out the car, holding him for law enforcement. And the first thing the cops do when they come, because my wife was calling the cops and so forth, and I'm restraining him. I'm not hurting him. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not acting out of character. Is draw the firearms, hold them on you, go to your house and wait for us. Right? Now we got a cop that he just became a cop. He's shaking because of my presence. When I say shaking, it's noticeably shaking. He's probably about 22, 23 years old. And this dude is to the point where he looks like if I move in the wrong, like the wrong manner, I could lose my life out here, bro. And it was to the point where my wife told me, she was like, just step back and let me handle this. You see what I'm saying? And it, those type of uncomfortable situations happen all the time to us. And people, they don't understand that. And it's, they feel like it's not justified. You're just, you're just acting irrationally. You're, you're overboard. You guys don't, you know, you guys are being extra sensitive. But that's not the case. They don't have to walk in our shoes so they don't understand our plight. 
See what I'm saying? True. All right, Jay Taddy. I think he's in the middle of another debriefing with his wife. He dropping the people's elbow on his ass. <laughs> but what I was about to say before, uh, about a couple of, well, I'm not going to say a couple of, maybe about um, the year 2008, they did try to work on getting something set up for black people to get paid back. Uh, um, I think it was that they were giving everybody some land or something, but it was just like too much. It was too much. I can't remember um, exactly everything, but I do remember reading an article on it because I used to get these black newspapers mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was on the front. It was such a big story, but um, the impact just was so big that it couldn't be allowed. But you, you, ever, so just how, like, you ever feel like in our community, you ever feel like in our community, it's always when it depends for them to give the funds or figure out a situation, it's always too much. It's always, we can't do that, but then we have a pandemic and they can right. pull, you know, $5 trillion dollars out their ass. Yeah, right. they about $12 Come on, man. But you can't, you can't make sure that people, you know, have a fair opportunity as far as education. You can't or you won't. You see what I'm saying? That'll be a that'll be a good compensation, mommy. That'll be a great compensation. I said like, that. I said make college free, man. You want to compensate the black? Make college free, man. Well, that was another suggestion that they was going to do was make it free, but Maybe, like I yeah. said, they're always saying talking about you know it's too much. It's too you know too much money. Make it happen. True, true. I respect that. What you think, Big Dog Sap? Earth. <laughs> you dig? I mean, yeah. I'm going to agree with Tetra's knowledge on that situation. It's just, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, they, we expecting them to handle something, but at the same time, they're going to want something in return. So it's like you still selling off some sort of trade. Like, in order for them to, you know, get their 40 acres and a mule, uh, they're going to have to wait till, like, they 75 and they ain't got nothing. We ain't got no more use for them in order for them to finally enjoy That's that. That's my problem with the ice cube zone. Truck rolled that thing right out around election time. You can do this two years into your election? What, yeah. what was oh, talking what? about? Why? When he was already in office. He want to stay in office, so he going to pull out all the stops. I ain't going to lie to y'all, but let's think about it, though. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. Joe Biden trying to ride off Obama coats here. He trying to get off. He trying to use Obama in every campaign ad. You can't. Obama ain't the president, buddy. You, you can get him out your campaign ad. We know it's you. What are you going to do? Why do you I think, think he's doing that? Put a black face, black face on the thing. Black people will vote for it. Mm. So you think that's why he got Kamala? I think that's perfect. A black woman. She's a black woman. Come on, man. He got the he got the, the feminist vote off the back. And then she's a black woman. Oh man, you put a black face on anything, the black people gonna go for it. Uh, that's you know, I, propaganda. Yeah. I, I feel, I understand where you're coming from with that, dog. I I think that sometimes we got to look at the greater evil in the situation. 
and something. Man, I I feel like for the 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 I feel like this is one of the most important elections ever in history because the, a lot of the things that Trump is overturning is things that pertain to us and things that we benefit from as a community. And even when I look at Social Security, even though we're not going to have Social Security by the time we go to retire, because that should be depleted. It's just when I look at them saying, like, I'll give you an example, right? You know, um, Trump is supposedly donating his yearly salary, right, to whatever organization he wants to say, right? But then he turns around and has the Secret Service staying at all of his hotels and he's charging them more than his yearly salary to stay at his hotels. And then the fact that this man is a half, he has 500, is it 500 million in debt? He's $500 million in debt and has only paid $750 in taxes. I know I pay more than $750 fucking dollars in taxes. You see what I'm saying? I'm sure we all don't pay more than $750 in taxes. Now, when looking at just the obvious shit, I feel scammed all the time. And I feel like I'm I'm in front of a motherfucker that's playing three-card Monty. And he like, man, come come over here with your $20, bro. Hey, 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 come on, bro. Let's, hey, I'm going to turn your 20 into 100 Come on. Or the, the little scam on Instagram and Facebook where they like, man, hey, give me $100. I'm going to give you 10000 back. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm being hoodwinked. I feel at least with Joe Biden, I feel like I know what I'm dealing with, bro. I, I mean, I know at the same time, you know, he going to have to put in some work to sustain our vote. But look at how this dude has handled the pandemic just alone. And he yeah. knows. Like, Go ahead, bro. I, I feel like this is important, Rex. But you don't think the one before Obama, the Bush election, you don't think if we can go back, we'll redo that one? But but look at look at that shit. Like what you said, right? Look at the balloon mortgages of two thousand eight and two thousand seven. How that impacted our communities. That shit put so many people out of a home. Like think of just 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 that alone, bro. Look at the war. Like, go ahead, Tetra. No, no, no. I was just commentary. Yeah. Like it, it, it even with Bush, like Obama spent most of his time trying to correct bullshit. And yeah, then, and Bush should have never been in office anyway. Yeah, but even with that, like you look at who controlled the house, and that's why it's so important to vote on just more than the president. Because if you mm-hmm. look at it, they like right now they about to push this racist ass judge. They about to put Amy. Uh, whatever her name is, Caution Howard, whatever, they, they about to put her in the the, the, the Supreme Court and she, she does, she's not even for women's rights to their own body, bro. Like, she's, she's they talking about overthrowing things that apply to us directly. Like, it's, it's going to be crazy, man. Like, civil rights. Civil rights is at, like, like this is a war, kid. Like, at least, at least we, even if we don't like everything, even if we don't fuck with the principles at hand, at least we know what the fuck we dealing with, bro. This dude, 
like Trump talking about depleting us as a whole, bro. And it's like, you just kind of take what I give you. I'm tired you know, of taking you know, what you give me, bro. We're not our grandparents. You know what made me mad about the people who put Trump in the office in the first place? They said, I'm putting him in the office because he's a great businessman. Great businessman don't be 500 in debt. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. go in debt like this a great businessman. You know? uh, any, anybody on the street lose 500 men, you call him a clown, man. I don't care what trade you in. You in debt $500 million, bro. You got some problems. And and the question is, who the fuck you owe $500 million to? Why the fuck Putin want to let you build a Trump Tower in Russia now? See what I'm saying? Shit like that be blowing my mind. Like, what's, like think, about, think about everyone that has worked with Trump in his campaign is now facing felony charges. I look at it like this, right? If he's removed he going to prison. The only even right now when they asked the Amy today in the court when they cause she's going through the, the Senate right now so that they can determine like to even though they're gonna put her in, they're they're they've just going through the process, right? They asked her if they thought if she if she thought it was unlawful for Trump to be able to pardon himself from his charges. And she said she couldn't answer that shit. Like stuff like that, that blows my mind, kid. Cause black people, we not looking at that shit. We not reading. They say they want to hide the information, put it in the fucking book, but we don't read the context. And look, like even this past Monday, they just released like forty-seven thousand pages of shit for them to review, and they know damn well ain't nobody gonna read forty-seven thousand pages the night before the hearing. Who do I don't care who you is, kid. And that's intentional. That's that's them deflecting because they know it's some bullshit. Bro, this shit crazy, bro. Look at Lindsey Graham. That's his name, right? Lindsey Graham. When he said for he said, Oh man, you know, at the end of Obama term, you know, anybody that's in position to be able to say, um, excuse me, anybody that's in position that they can judge put a judge in right before their out of election, you know, they they shouldn't do it because it's, it's, it's not the right thing to do. It's up to the people, the people to select that person of power, right? And now he turned around and be like, well, you know, we have the votes, we have the majority, so we should do it. He contradict himself and, and it shows throughout their whole party, bro. They contradict themselves all the time. And then they turn around and be like, hey, black people, y'all don't care anyway. Y'all in oppression. So just deal with that shit. You know, I can't live like that no more, bro. You know, this man says, stand back and stand by. Do you understand how tense that makes this country? I don't care what color you are. That puts people at high, like you, everybody's in high, like an alarm, bro. Like it puts you a sense of fear. Like you, you gotta protect your family at all costs. Nope, we not our grandparents, bro. Like, ain't nobody coming through gonna just lay the fuck down. We don't play like that, man. I keep telling them. All right, you come through if you want to. I keep telling them, man. They keep talking about a race war. I'm like, man, a race war ain't what they want right now, man. Nah, but but that that's the thing, though, bro. Like, you look at what's going on around us, man. They don't care. And these people been training militia. They been doing that shit. For years, how many times you done seen crazy ass white people dressed down with big ass guns and 
they ass in full militia uniforms marching around the city and shit. Like, that's weird as fuck. But they've been planning for shit like this. Well, like, purge people, man. The movies ain't made just for our entertainment, man. Yeah, man. Stuff be trying to, you know, give but you. But the question is, if home. they made crime legal, why in the fuck you want to kill people? Why, why you don't want to go rob a bank? If crime legal, nigga, first thing coming to my mind, I'm gonna get this bag. I ain't finna. But that, that U.S. dollar ain't. Why you think they got Bitcoin and shit like that, man? The U.S. dollar, they're overinflating the money right now, bro. Like right now, they're they're taking the U.S. dollar and stretching that shit. Like. Think about it like this, right? It's a balloon like 08, right? So they're constantly, oh, we're going to give you $1,200. Oh, yeah, we're going to just pull this money out of ass. They can't even show the, the National Reserve for the because for the U.S. dollar, it has to be equivalent to gold, right? They can't even show the reserve with the gold to show that we have the gold to support the U.S. dollar. So right now, our currency is gradually dropping, even with these tariffs that Trump put in effect. The tariffs increased incoming our shit that we normally used to get for the low from China, from South America. I don't care if it's your weave. I don't care what it is, right? They should increase by 21%, kid. That shit crazy, man. Like, just look around, bro. It's, it's getting wild, man. Why, why we got to get what? shit from China, bro? We in America, bro. This is the home of plenty of talent. We shouldn't have to go look to China for shit, and we can make it here ourselves. And we need the jobs any motherfucking way. So you going to go work for $2 an hour? Shit. shit. If you going you to make my rent $14? But they not. They not. Because they going to still want they gonna still want dollars a month. But they going to want you to work for a sweatshop for 15 cents. Like they say, a, a pair of Jordans you can make that bitch under ten dollars. See what I'm saying? Jordan seven, that bitch for one fifty at least. You ain't, you ain't getting no Jordan for less than a hundo unless you reselling that motherfucker. Hey, that's what I'm saying, kid. So you got to think about these things, man. It's all about cost. It's all about revenue, and the money, the U.S. dollar is depleting. Everybody I know is fucking with Fordex. They're fucking with a, a currency exchange. They're fucking with Bitcoin, Dogecoin. These are th these, this is currency. Oh shit! We getting bugged, man. Yep. So we're gonna close out on that topic. Saying <laughs> <laughs> too much. Well. We enjoyed you for coming through. They won't pod. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I have that motherfucker. Like that, man. I wanted to ask you, what was your take on Pizzagate? What What do you think about the Pizzagate? Oh shit! Well, you finna keep serious. this going. Listen, they finna cut all our internet off, man. <laughs> uh, you know what you're talking about, sister. <laughs> 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 we gotta call this out. If we're gonna push that, we need to push it. I mean, mm -hmm. did you just see what the internet was doing? That was the end. I saw that was yeah, somebody's yeah. headphones. No, nah, Shadow, we gotta cut that short. Who they want podcasts? We <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I don't, I don't live in Florida, I live in Bainbridge, Georgia. <laughs> All right, that's what IP addresses for, bro. Exactly, they already know how to pinpoint. I don't know. 
Oh man, I'm good. I'm good. It's been man. a wonderful show. You've been a wonderful guest. <laughs> hey man, it was a pleasure, guys. I hope you guys have a great night, man. You too, man. Salute. I don't believe shit I'm talking about, government. <laughs> I, love, I love my life, man. Hey, black people, stay up, stay strong. Hey, hit us up, man. Make, let us know you're still alive, man. And hit us up every day, man. Hey, man. <laughs> stay strong, bro. 100%. Hey, hey, make sure y'all go find a kid in your community. That one badass kid, man. Invest in that kid, man. Bless up. Hey, man. Bless up, man. <clears throat> All right, brother. All right, Let's man. Stay All safe, right. guys. Anytime, man. Yes, sir. When y'all blow up, man, don't forget about me, man. Absolutely not. You know who they want, got you. You did. Hey, yeah. bless up, kid. All right.